Season 2, Episode 64, Slash 1C, Pete's Podcast, Bible Story Evangelism. Uh, episode 64 has been divided up into, uh, believe it or not, uh, 16 episodes because it's just uh, a lot of stuff to be covered here. And, and A.T. Robertson divided it up as well into parts uh, one and two, A through E, uh, one A through A, one A through E, and two A through E. That's ten different episodes. And then there's uh, it was a very busy day, as we'll talk about in just a minute. Okay, today's episode is called uh, "Parable of the Tares," and tares means weeds. And I will give you my interpretation in a couple of about three episodes. Uh, Jesus will give you his uh, version, uh, and uh, he does that to just the apostles uh, in a house in Capernaum. I would guess either Matthews or Peter, James, John, and Andrew, their headquarters for their fishing business. And I think they have hired servants, so they must be pretty, pretty well off. That's just my guess. I think they had a prosperous, A.T. Robertson thinks they had a prosperous fishing business. Um, so, um, these are, this is uh, 64 is the great group of parables. Uh, ten parables and additional metaphors, I'm going to call it that. Although parables are very metaphoric. Uh, they say, like the tares. The tares, I think, are lost people. People that haven't trusted Christ. The weed are people that have in this parable. All right. Uh, so let's, uh, this is part seven, which is called The Great Galilean Ministry, based on A.T. Robertson's A Harmony of the Gospels for Students of the Life of Christ, copyright 1922, C.I. Schofield, Schofield Reference Bible, copyright 1909. Notice that the events in of episodes 61, 62, 63, 64, which is 16 episodes. Uh, well, no, 16 episodes are the uh, are the entire busy day. I'm sorry. So, I think it was 11 episodes for 64, and then uh, four more episodes: one for 61, 62, 65, and 66. 64's got 11 episodes. Anyway. Uh, the busy day. And I think it's important to review what went on in the busy day because all of these run together. Uh, these parables, he goes from one to the next. It's not a new audience. It doesn't. It is when he when he goes into a house for the last five. First five are all to the same people and we're still uh, dealing with the uh, first five. Um, in fact, we're on 1C. All right. Um, the tears. So what's uh, what's 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 happened on this uh, busy day? Theologians a hundred years ago, I guess they studied their Bible better. I've never heard of the busy day, but but it, it definitely uh, stands out. Uh, and he's he's doing incredible miracles in in Capernaum. Uh, I think he's at a at a climax when it comes to to that kind of thing. Could be wrong, but so far I think it's the most miracles he did. He did a bunch in Jerusalem right off the bat. As soon as he was baptized, 
went to the marriage of Canaan, came down to um, Jerusalem. First thing he did was clear the temple. Sorry, I thought a drink might help me to keep from, a drink of water would help me keep from coughing. And I just ran out of a um, throat lozenge. All right, here we go. Um, so the blasphemous accusation of that he is in league with Beelzebub, he's casting out demons through the demon, the head demon or the devil, um, which is a pretty pretty insulting. Uh, it's one thing to, to I don't know question whether he's the son of God. It's another thing to uh, say he's working with the devil, but uh, they both end up in the same place. They're no, both not trusting Christ. You go, well, I didn't think he was from the devil. Yeah, but did you think he uh, loved you enough to die on the cross to pay for your sin? No, I didn't believe that. Okay, well, sorry. Uh, episode 62, the scribes and Pharisees demand a sign. He says there will be no sign given to you except the sign of Jonah. As Jonah was in the belly of the well three days and three nights, so must the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth. Christ's mother and brethren seek to take him home. Um, now, we're starting in 64 here. Uh, we've, we've done uh, the introduction, and we've done uh, <coughs> part of, uh, 1A was a parable of, this, of, the, uh, of the sower, 1B was the uh, parable of the self-growing seed, uh, and today is the parable of the tares, next we have the parable of the mustard seed. All right, so... Um, but again, going over this day, well, that, that's pretty much, okay. The ten parables are spoken one right after another in episode 64. Episode 65, uh, the crossing of the Sea of Galilee. Jesus is awakened by the, the frightened um, disciples, apostles, and because uh, it's a bad storm. The boat is filling with water, which is not a good thing if you're in a boat. And uh, he calms the sea. And the last uh, parable to be given is, uh, not parable, the last episode of the busy day. All the parables occur in episode 64. Uh, episode 66, beyond, beyond the lake, Jesus heals after he gets out of the boat. And he gets out of the boat and gathering and the Gazarene demoniac uh, confronts him, and this is one scary guy. Got a thousand demons in him. Cannot be chained. Uh, it's not not a good. But he deals with him very well, and, and has an evangelist in uh, Decapolis, which I said yesterday is five cities. Decapolis is ten cities. I need to brush up on my uh, prefixes. Deca is 10. All right, uh, like the Decalogue, the Ten Commandments. Okay, so um, we're at the parable of the tares. And the explanation of the terrible of pears comes in uh, one, two, three episodes from now. And I'm going to take this opportunity to say uh, I've fallen behind in some other things that I need to get taken care of. I'm going to a Bible college reunion this weekend. I, uh, I'm going to, those of you that, that 
listen to them as soon as they come out. I would suggest to you to go back and maybe pick up some you haven't picked up. I think they're all of equal value, but um, I really am enjoying season two. But uh, I'm going to listen to them on my way up to Tampa in my car because I can do that. And they just play one right after another. And I, I do that to, you know, critique myself and to see what mistakes I make and things like that. Um, okay, so um, we are in the Great Galilean Ministry. And then episode 8, I told you, is a continuation of the Great Galilean Ministry with special training for the Twelve. And then that's it for Galilee. The rest of the ministry is in Judea, down around Jerusalem. Uh, Perea, which is east of the Jordan. Uh, then part 11 is the uh, last public ministry in Jerusalem, which is 11 episodes at least. Um, in the shadow of Jesus, he's kind of gone undercover. Uh, I'm not sure how long he, he was undercover, but uh, it might have been after he rose, uh, he raised uh, Lazarus from the dead. because They wanted to kill Lazarus and him. Uh, the second to last part is the arrest, trial, crucifixion, burial of Jesus. And then the last part will be the resurrection, appearances, and ascension of Christ up into heaven. And he will come in like manner. And I think it will be uh, an event that nobody will miss. And it, that comes at the end of the tribulation. Uh, there's no, I'll be a part of that in the fact that I come back with Christ. But I will be either... Be absent of body and present with the Lord, or I will live till the rapture occurs, and I will be caught up. Uh, the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we shall be caught up. We which remain shall be caught up in the heavens with him. Read First Thessalonians, and then read Second Thessalonians, if you want to know about the rapture. Okay, so Matthew chapter 13, verse 24. Matthew chapter 13, verse 24. I think we have seven verses here, if I'm not mistaken. Matthew chapter 13, verse 24. And again, if you if you move to the right, at least on my uh, Roku, if you move to the right, it says read more, and, and it'll have the verses that we're going to cover in case I forget like I did a couple of episodes ago. Matthew chapter 13, verse 24, if you'd like to follow along with your Bible. I, I, it's all about the Word of God, so really think you ought to open the textbook. All right. Um, Matthew chapter 13, verse 24. Another parable put forth Jesus unto them. These are the people that are gathered around him. Obviously, the most outspoken are, are not uh, believers. They probably got some undecided. And uh, I think the whole point of the parable of the terrors, of the weeds, of the lost people, uh, hanging around the body of Christ or the church is leave them alone. Let, let, you know, maybe they'll trust Christ. You know, it, it takes patience, right? That was a, what we learned in the last episode, the parable of the self-planting seed or whatever uh, without mankind putting, you know, putting the seed in the ground. Nice straight rows. They, nature doesn't do that. But it gets, it gets the job done with birds and animals and the the Velcro, which is um, the stickers on the seeds. I mean, it's just amazing how it stick to stuff. Anyway, all right, verse 24. Another parable put Jesus forth unto the crowd that was listening to him. 
And this is a huge crowd from Syria, from the Euphrates down to south of the Dead Sea. I think approximately 8,000 square miles. If I'm off by, you know, if it's 6,000 or 5,000, I've still got the order of magnitude correctly. You scientists will know what I'm talking about. Possibly mathematicians. All right, um, verse 25. But, but, okay, so the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man that sowed good seed. We're back in verse 24 here. Another parable put forth Jesus unto them, saying, the kingdom of heaven, that, that is Old Testament for uh, the second coming is what it really is of Jesus Christ. Uh, Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Everybody, or most people know that Abraham offered his son Isaac. It tells us in Hebrews that he thought that God would raise him from the dead. That's why he offered him. He thought he was the Messiah. He had that much faith. But he wasn't you know, some kind of crazy parent going to sacrifice his child. He thought he would raise him from the dead. He thought he was the Messiah. Through your seed shall all nations of the earth be blessed. All families of the earth be blessed. I'm blessed through Abraham. You're blessed through Abraham. I told you I was on an airplane one time and I, I was sitting next to a guy. I thought he was reading the New Testament. It was it was about the thickness of the New Testament, leather bound. I said, do you understand what you're reading? And like Philip said to the Ethiopian, do you understand what you read? And he said, it's the Koran. And I go, oh, got another question for you. Do, do you consider yourself a child of Abraham. Now, I, I, I looked out because not all Arabs do. Persians don't, but the the, the uh, Arabia uh, Arabs, Abraham, they, they are, do consider themselves descent. So I, I ran into a uh, an Arab from, uh, I guess, west of Iraq. How about that? Iraq or Persians. But uh, anyway... Um, <coughs> Sorry. Um, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man that sowed good seed in his field. Okay, this is a, a believer, whether Old Testament, New Testament. This is really Old Testament here. It's not New Testament until the death of Christ and then begins the New Testament. And then he takes the Old Testament, you went to paradise. New Testament, your absolute body present with the Lord. That's a big change. But God just was going to put you in a holding area until, sorry, but that's what paradise sounds like to me. Read Luke 16. And uh, anyway, uh, and that's not a parable, by the way, because it uses somebody's name, Lazarus' name there. No, there's no names in here. It's not Joe planted seed, sowed seed, good seed, or anything like that. So I think a test for for metaphors are, are names used. Um, or at least parables parables because I would say Jesus is a good shepherd is a metaphor so got to correct myself there but parables I think don't mention people's names metaphors obviously do I just gave you one all right verse 24 the parable another parable Jesus put forth unto them saying dun, 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 saying the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. The seed has never been in question here. It's the field that's in question. There's too many weeds, and these are weeds, by the way. And there are the tares. They choke it out. And there's, then there's just the, 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 
the man, the person's life, and he's just so concerned about making ends meet and things like I'm concerned about making ends meet, but I feel guilty because I've never missed a meal. I've never lacked for anything. So maybe in ranger school a little bit, but I only, I only made it for three weeks before I got hurt. Anyway, um, Achilles' problem. Uh, verse 25, but while men slept, okay, this is in the parable, he planted good seed, and while men slept, so at night, while men slept, his enemy came in and sowed tares or, or, or weeds among the wheat, among his crop, and went his way. So he just threw a handful of, you know, weed seeds in there. I've got something. I always think about this verse when I cut my grass. Because I cut my grass along the border of a farmer. And I share a border of, of with a farmer of about, I don't know. It's not all in a straight line. But when you go around my house. And I was cutting my sister's land for many years. Uh, she just sold it. But uh, <clears throat> anyway, I would have a, I would have an opportunity to cut between his land or his crop and and the, the grass I mowed were, were weeds and I always blew the weeds back in my, in my yard's direction never did I blow the weeds across his crop they're nice little rows of green beans and and he doesn't need weeds blown out between them he has a cultivator which kind of pulls the weeds between the rows. I don't think it really does much for the the actual rows. He might have some people go out there and do that. I'm not sure. It sounds like it's not a good idea right here. But anyway, verse 25, 25 but while men slept, this good man's enemy, uh, this good man's enemy, at least he's sowing good seeds, so I assume he's a, a good man. I, I would say he's a believer. And his enemy, which I would say is not a believer, hopefully not, and uh, sowed tares among the good crop, the good seed, wheat, and and went away. Verse 26, but when the blade sprung up, so the good man's seed came up, and so did the enemy's seed come up. But when the blade was sprung up of the wheat brought forth fruit. The wheat brings forth its fruit. The weeds bring forth their seeds, which are usually stickers, different kind of things. Some of them... Anyway, um, but when the blade was sprung up, verse 26, Matthew chapter 13, verse 26, uh, but when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, that's the seed, Then appeared the tares also. And the servants of the good man that planted the good seed, the believer that was a soul winner, some 30, some 60, some 100 fold, the servants of the householder came and said unto the householder, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field? From whence then these hath it 
tares or weeds. Where did the weeds come from? I thought you had good seed. You had bad seed? You had seed. And that happened. That's how tumbleweeds got here. Russians brought, you know, Russian immigrants brought their, their wheat seed to plant in America from Russia. And they had the tumbleweed in there. And that's where tumbleweeds came from. So you can't put seeds together with, got to go through your seeds, make sure they're all good. Anyway, the Word of God, it's all good, metaphorically speaking. Verse 28. And the good man said unto his servants, An enemy hath done this. I didn't want to be my 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 neighbor's enemy. So I always pointed my mower so it blew the 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 cuttings back towards my property. It doesn't matter. It's not going to grow anyway. My grass is going to take over. And I cut it and keep it, you know, so I, I'm cutting the weeds back regularly. I don't get weeds. Well, you know, probably I do. My whole yard is probably weeds. I don't know. I I sowed seed 33 years ago when I moved in here. But uh, anyway, and, and he said unto them, in verse 28, An enemy hath done this. The servant said unto him, would thou then that we go and gather up, gather them up? Do you want us to go out there and pull up all the the, the seeds? A wheat field doesn't have rows. They just, I guess, the seed goes everywhere. I, I don't. Th- I see just amber waves of grain. I don't see. I think they just scatter the seeds in a plowed field. But anyway, they. I, I don't see. It's not like a row crop, like my farmer grows out here. Um, he said unto them. An enemy hath done this. The servant said unto him, Wilt thou that we go and gather up gather up the, the tares? That would be like going to your pastor and say, Look, I don't think this guy knows the Lord, and this guy knows the Lord, and I don't think a lot, these are the people I don't think know the Lord. I think they're hurting the ministry. I, you know, What should I do? The pastor, I think, should follow this advice and say, Let's just wait for the harvest. I mean, Jesus had uh, Judas Iscariot the whole time he was a thief and he kept the bag but he he, he, Jesus kept his eye on a prize and he was patient until the very end but if Judas didn't believe I guess that that means no matter people that are just blind and will not see and deaf and will not hear that's just that's the way they are I don't think that's the way they were created. I think that's the choice they've made. We're creating the image of God, body, soul, and spirit, and, and we have total sovereignty over our own decisions, I believe. Well, at least for salvation. I think some of the decisions are, you know, like God hardened Pharaoh's heart so he didn't let the children of Israel go. He did that so that he could do this incredible series of miracles culminating in the Passover of of the death angel and and the blood of the Passover lamb and behold the lamb of God takes is, is uh, John the Baptist said when Jesus came back after the 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness to where he was baptized because John the Baptist was still baptizing there and uh, he said behold the lamb of God that takes away the sins of Passover points to Christ that whole thing was evangelistic so I think I think God can step in and make us make certain choices but um, but he'll never make you trust Christ 
I'm sorry. That's up to you. And and I hated God because I'd lost my brother in Vietnam. Six months later, I trusted Christ. When I heard, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, I said, free gift, whosoever, where do I sign? And I didn't sign anything. I said a prayer. I think it was God at the best way I know how I'm trusting Christ. And I expect to get knocked over and fall on the ground, but nothing happened. I said, I looked up and I said, nothing happened. I, don't, I didn't feel anything. And he said, it's not a feeling. Some days you feel good, some days you feel bad. But if you trusted Christ, you're going to heaven. I said, okay. And then I was walking out and that girl said to me, if I never see you again, I'll see you in heaven. And I said, I thought about what she said. I processed what she said. And I said, you're right. So I can say that to you. If you've trusted Christ your Savior, if I never see you, I'll see you when we get to heaven. All right, verse 29. But the good man said, No, nay, lest ye gather up the tares. Don't go around your church trying to get rid of people you don't think are saved. First of all, you might be right. You might be wrong. But if you are right, if you are right and they're not saved, you know, be patient. It takes time. It's, it, I mean, that was the whole point of the last parable with patience. Uh, let me just jump back there real quick if I can. Right there. Um, Luke 8.15 But that on good ground, but that on good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring it forth, bring it forth fruit with patience. They the good ground yields soul winners. Some And these soul winners lead, I think, some 100 a year, some 60 a year, some 30 a year. And I'm, I'm striving to, you know, honestly, I'd always say, well, I'm, I'm not doing very well. But I, I'm hoping this podcast yields fruit. But uh, I already said that, you know, if, if, if I don't make one for a while, you can go back and listen to ones. There's like 100 and I don't know. A bunch, 102, 100. There's like yeah, 100. I think somewhere uh, over 160 episodes. So uh, bring forth fruit with patience. So be patient with these people. Okay. Um, so uh, third, is thou not so good seed? Okay. Um, you want us to gather them up? Verse 28. No. Lest you gather up the tares. Lest while you gather up the tares, the weeds, you root up also the wheat with them. You know, it might turn people off that you're so negative or dogmatic or whatever that you know you got the Lamb Book of Life and you know who's going to heaven and who's not. Just, I've never been in a good church didn't have people that didn't know the Lord, in my opinion, didn't they, they, what they said, they're always going to works all the time. But, you know, that's... We're playing for keeps and we got to be patient with these people because eternity separated from God is a, a really long time. That's, that's a British understatement. Eternity is... Eternity. Longer than a long time. Forever. And so is heaven, so... 
you root up the wheat also. You, I don't know, you're going to discourage the wheat or those that would trust Christ maybe? I'm not sure, but we're not in the business of being fruit inspectors. We're, we're in business of, of, of sharing Christ with other people. Verse 30. Let both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, that will be judgment day, for lack of a better word, I will say unto the reapers, my servants that bring in the crop, gather ye, gather ye together first, go out and pull the weeds, and bind them in bundles and burn them, and gather the wheat into the barn. On Jewish ground, that's going to happen uh, at the end of the tribulation when Jesus comes back, very Jewish ground. The kingdom of heaven is the next event to occur, the kingdom on earth, the kingdom of the Lord on the earth. And then it, after that thousand years, it goes to the eternal kingdom in the new heaven and the new earth, which has got a 1,800-mile building, tall building on it. Got to be a really big planet. But I'm going to let him work out the gravity. It's mass. It's not size. And maybe it'll be different. Maybe, I don't know. Anyway, uh, he did very well. I, you know, I don't want to compare my limited scientific knowledge to God's. He's the one that wrote all the laws of physics and chemistry and all of that. He did not write the law of evolution because it's not a law. It's still a theory. Verse 30. Let both grow together until harvest, and in the time of harvest I will say to the reapers, Gather ye together first the tares, and bind them in bundles, and burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Metaphorically, the barn would be heaven. Metaphorically, burn them would be uh, perishing in hell forever. Bad choice. Next podcast, Lord willing. And again, I'm not exactly sure when that's going to be, but if you can't get enough of me, then you can go back and look at other podcasts and, and do that. Um, episodes, okay, will be the parable of the mustard seed, which is, the, uh, the it's not the smallest seed. You have little tiny seeds on your bread, you know, but the mustard seed is the smallest seed that yields a tree. It's a mustard tree. You know, a coconut's a pretty big seed. Mustard seed is the very smallest tree that yields a seed. So, I will say adios for now. And I will say vaya con Dios. Go with God.